Welcome to A Vague Knowledge of Everything. I am Rosie. I am Hope. Uh, And today we are continuing uh, our series, which I'm calling The Case for Cannabis. uh, And this is episode two. We'll be talking today about how cannabis is used by the body as medicine and what it's like to be a medical marijuana patient. And yeah, all that good stuff. So So yeah it's uh i'm i'm excited too and and so was my root beer and it it just completely destroyed the first page of my notes so it might be a little rough starting out here but i think we'll 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 get it together it'll be fine (laughs) i do wait i do want to give a quick disclaimer before we start so the Mm -hmm. jury for the george floyd trial is being decided right now as we speak it's not decided yet but the jury i guess is deliberating so we haven't talked about it because it hasn't happened in our timeline yet whenever you are listening to this i'm sure we'll address it whenever it happens but because these yeah yeah these we record a little bit ahead of time so this is not going to come out yeah (laughs) this is probably going to come out after that has been decided and then we will definitely address it um hey maybe with the one where we have a guest on that that would be good actually yeah i'm just checking i'm just double checking real quick just in case but I'm trying not to be too distracted because, you know, we're actively recording. <laughs> yeah, yes. Anyway, so weed. So before we, like, completely jump into the endocannabinoid system, which sounds kind of dirty, but it's not. Uh, so before we do that, uh, I wanted to wish everyone happy belated 420 uh, because Woo-hoo-hoo! today it's 420 that we are recording, which was by accident, but very happy accident because subject matter yay uh we should really get ourselves together so that we can record these things in enough time to release them on the dates because like the easter one it probably would have been better to release it on easter but we'll we'll figure that out it's fine uh (laughs) but happy 420 everyone uh but just before this i was actually uh i like hopped on the uh, like as as a a watcher hopped on the the Snoop Dogg live Instagram thing that he, Instagram live thing that he was doing um, <laughs> didn't hop on there with him I don't know Snoop Dogg but uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's literally smoking a joint listening to music singing along and then occasionally being like happy four twenty <laughs> uh, and I just really enjoyed that so yeah. I don't know. I might, I might go back to Snoop, jo- Snoop Dogg's uh, Instagram live more often because it made me feel really happy. Yeah, he's got a lot of wholesome content. Yeah, being Snoop Dogg. So, so happy, happy four twenty from me and indirectly from Snoop Dogg. And let's talk <laughs> and, about and, and from all the cat callers who wish me a happy four twenty today when I took an unexpected walk. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes. Say, Hope Car died, and she had to. Take a well, it didn't, didn't have to, but decided to take a walk instead of spending the money to take the Uber. Uh, it's a 12 minute drive, it was gonna be $40. I could not justify oh, that. I know, bullshit. oh, peak times. I, I get, I bet, I get yeah, it. It was like Sorry. one o'clock, so they were like, mm, it's gonna be like, and I had already spent money on an Uber because now with AAA, you can't mm. ride with the tow truck driver, so I had to go from what? where I was. And I tried to get as close to my house as I could if I had to walk. And I, I guess I picked a place. Why don't they let you ride walk? with the tow truck driver? The COVID. Of okay. COVID. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was like just like a policy that had been instated, yeah. you know, like, I, I, I don't know, just like something that gets instated over time. And I was like, no, that's yeah. like, why would you do that? But that makes sense, I suppose. But but yeah, I had I had sneakers on. I I was fine to walk, so I decided to take a walk. But then I got catcalled a bunch of times, so it's fine. Anyway, four twenty. So, a little while ago, just on Uber drivers, because getting distracted is a great way to start uh, an episode about cannabis. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Uber drivers in our area right now, at least. Well, not Uber. I guess Lyft is what I usually use. Um, they are very scarce so much so that one day I got a ride to work and back because, uh, because the car was in the shop. I got a ride to work and back from the same guy, Louie, because Uh he was the only driver working. Uh, he's, he's an older dude who likes listening to heavy metal. Um, very sweet. Likes talking about the weather. Yeah, it was, it was actually quite pleasant. And I was like, Oh, it's Louie again. All right. Let's talk about, uh, the human body. 
So, uh, I'm really good at the segues recently. So, you know, you guys all noticed that going forward. So let's start with the endocannabinoid system. This is Bless you. <laughs> the endocannabinoid system is calling me. All right. The endocannabinoid system. So uh, the human body um, and the bodies of some other animals uh, has a complex system in it that is made up of what are called endocannabinoid receptors. Um, and so effectively what that means is you have this, you have this system that goes throughout your body that has receptors in your brain and your gastrointestinal system and your skin and your lungs and a bunch of different places. Um, you can look it up online and see maps. I'll probably post like a map of the human body and the endocannabinoid system uh, on the blog post for this. Uh, but it, like it, it doesn't control necessarily, but it regulates a lot of functions. Um, it regulates functions like memory, digestion, motor function, immune response, inflammation, appetite, pain, blood pressure, bone growth, uh, the protection of neural tissue, uh, and others as well. So there's a lot of things that this system can affect positively or negatively, depending on what sort of drugs you're taking in, what it is. Um, the endocannabinoid system has uh, the three main elements. It has the endocannabinoid receptors. So those are the things that are found in your body. Um, and then the specialized molecules called endocannabinoids that interact with those receptors uh, and your body makes those. So I like it's the Ina Garten kind of thing where like if you can't make your own cannabinoids, <laughs> store-bought is fine. Like that's where we're going with the uh, cannabis mm -hmm. thing. Uh, and then <laughs> three, the enzymes that either synthesize or metabolize these endocannabinoids. And again, that's like within your body. So like all three of these things are, they're, they're things within your body that are part of a system that all works together. And ca uh, cannabis has cannabinoids that work very well with that system, uh, depending on like the person, the illness, the like what they're treating, what they're treating it with, the kind of cannabis, et cetera, that kind of stuff. So it, it really is, cannabis is uniquely situated to work within this system in the body, which is really, really cool because like there really aren't pharmaceutical drugs that are like designed to work so well with our body. So it really is the best medicine. Per yeah, personally, by the way, for everyone who doesn't know that uh, that's tongue in cheek humor there, that is a, <laughs> a quote from Knocked Up because they say it's the best medicine uh, and we love to quote Knocked Up. But anyway, so yeah, um, yeah, so, so cannabis works really well with our bodies, uh, which is why we can use it as a medicine, because despite the fact that it's really complex and varies a lot from strain to strain, uh, you can't, you can sort of, um, identify which parts are going to be identified or sorry, <laughs> you can identify which parts are going to be helpful for which illnesses, um, synthesis. Sorry, <laughs> synthetic drugs that aim at interacting with the endocannabinoid system uh, have they've had mixed success. Um, so there's been some, but it turns out like sometimes it hasn't been very safe. Uh, like it messes up the endocannabinoid system uh, when you're using pharmaceutical drugs to try to interact with it, uh, or it just doesn't work very well. So on the one hand, you have the pharmaceutical drugs that like don't work very well or at all and maybe sometimes they fuck up the system that they're trying to work with and then you have this plant that's just like designed to work with the system you just have to learn how to use it um so there are drawbacks to both but a little bit less in one category i think <laughs> so yeah so the uh the endocannabinoid system yeah, it, it, it works really well with cannabis. Uh, cannabis can work with certain receptors without inhibiting others. Um, like certain certain strains, like they can be used by the receptors they're getting aimed at rather than the pharmaceutical variety, which really is going to treat all receptors like they are the same. And so it just kind of, it's like treating your whole body for something that's going on in your leg, I guess, is the best way I can put it. So... And then I have written in my notes, can't make enough of your own endocannabinoids? Store-bought is fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I do want to take an aside here 
to talk about pharmaceuticals just for a minute, uh, because people do get pretty touchy about this. And I've seen recently that there's been an argument from conservatives that uh, that the whole argument about big pharma not wanting cannabis to be legalized is completely false, of course, because they would profit from legal weed happening. Like, of course, they would be the companies who would sell that and all that. And like, okay, I guess I understand that argument. But at the same time, like one, that would undercut all of the like research and development they've gone through to make the pharmaceuticals that they're trying to use to replace marijuana. So like that would work against them uh, for one thing. And then um, and the second and probably uh, better point is that's a whole new set of skills. Okay, like you can't just take your set of skills for developing pharmaceuticals and then take them over to something that is very much like a horticulturally based thing. <laughs> like, like, yeah, there's a science to it, but there's also, you know, there's like gardening and stuff like that. There's a whole different, you know, it isn't developed the same way. You need land, you need specific kinds of land, you need different people who have different skills and education levels for that kind of stuff. Like it would be a pretty big upheaval for a lot of uh, pharmaceutical companies to actually develop medical marijuana or recreational marijuana or whatever it is for uh, retail sale. Um, so while I do think that big companies are going to benefit a lot more from legal weed, we'll talk about that in a later episode. Um, I don't think big pharma is going to be involved in that. Um, and if they are, that would be smart, but that's not what I'm seeing happening. Anyway, <laughs> back to the human body. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying not to get too political in like these ones because like the other ones are going to be so political when we start talking about race and when we start talking about like oh, yeah. the different like cannabis legal I issues. Mean, this is a political issue though. Like you can yeah. try to work around talking about it politically or just face it head on and say well, this is a politically charged issue, even well, though we're talking about the like, body right now. Like the, the like the way that we're presenting it, it's like. It's like kind of like a straight line because it's one episode after another. But the way the issue works is a spider web. But I'm like, I can't figure out how to <laughs> do all of the spider web and everything. So I just have like little bits here and there. And I'm like, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, but we will. So anyway, so back to the endocannabinoid system. Uh, <laughs> because there are endocannabinoid receptors all over your body, uh, there's different methods of ingestion. Uh, I won't talk about all of them, but I'll just talk a little bit. Um, about a few, for example, uh, you have these receptors in your lungs. Uh, that's why smoking cannabis is so effective. And do that, there are, of course, other health concerns as far as smoking and vaping go. Um, so be aware of that. The issue with the vaping that resulted in like people wanting vaping bans and all of that was, it wasn't a hoax, but <laughs> those were black market and they had vitamin E in them. So uh, just if anyone's telling you like vaping is bad because people ended up in the hospital because of it, it's, it's, that's not the same thing that's being sold in medical marijuana or recreational cannabis uh, stores or dispensaries. You also have endocannabinoid receptors in your digestive tract. So edibles can absorb that way. Um, of course, when you have edibles, it's going to last a while. <laughs> And it doesn't, the onset is not, the, as Hope can attest, the onset is not the same. Uh, the onset takes quite a while longer and then you can't do anything about it. Whereas if you're vaping, you can, like, the onset is so quick that you can just stop when you get to a point where you feel you need to stop. Um, so edibles are, they're, they're great if you understand how to kind of, like, build up and you have the patience to figure out how to do that, I suppose. Uh, and they're I not think, great for all people anyway. I think if I was using weed, the only thing I would want it for is if I was feeling stressed in my body. Like, I probably could have used it the week that I was getting married. I was not okay. <laughs> and probably for, like, sleep. Like, just having a little bit so that I can go to bed and, like, stay asleep. Um, but It's interesting so like that's the stuff that I thought too, but I found more uses and we'll talk about them later because there's one in particular that I think you would be interested in. It's not dirty. <laughs> I'm just letting you sure. know before. Uh, hey, man. 
But I'm I'm gonna keep, uh, I want to keep barreling through my, my notes to get the science in here. But we're going to, like, the end, sort of, like, the second half of this is going to be more, like, talking about my experience and all that. And I'll talk a little bit more about, like, the way that I use marijuana and that. So, let me see here. Oh, so another thing I wanted to mention. Um, so, again, there are receptors all over your body. So, this isn't an exhaustive list. But in addition to your lungs and your digestive tract, uh, you also have receptors in your skin, uh, which means that you can use THC and CBD lotions. Uh, and they actually do, you know, interact with those receptors. They will not get you high. Like, it doesn't have any psychoactive effect. So, that's really good for... For example, people with arthritis who are maybe not interested in like getting high, but they want to have relief from that. You can just put that on the outside um, and maybe use CBD internally if you want to, something like that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's just an interesting thing. I actually do have a lotion that has THC and CBD uh, like working together in it. And it was really, really good when my elbows were really sore. Like I okay, had, you got bad elbow. the internet told me that I had like tennis elbow and golf elbow because it's, <laughs> you don't play either of those sports. I don't. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just <laughs> basically, it's like that. If one side of the outside of your elbow is really painful, it's tennis elbow. And if the other side of the outside of your elbow is really painful, it's golf <laughs> elbow. That's what I got from WebMD. Um, I, <laughs> Uh, and, and like nothing was like physically wrong necessarily. I think it was honestly just, and I've noticed this went away after I stopped working at uh, the convention center. So I've just like, I wonder if I was just like using my arms in messed up way. Yeah. Like overuse and maybe in specific ways. Right. Cause wasn't that when me and someone else had to help you make pad thai that one time on the boat? Cause your, your elbow was acting. (laughs) (sighs) That was, I can't remember that. Oh, I might have bruised my bursa again because I've done that twice. It's your bursa. Is, it's like a like a fluid sack in your elbow. And if you bruise it, like it's tiny, but it hurts so bad. And then you I, can't, you can't like put pressure down. So you can't chop. Really I think I pressure. did that to my knee in high school. And it's never been the same. <laughs> I like knelt on it and I felt something like move. Something changed in my knee and it hurt. <laughs> I never got it checked out because of who I am as a person. Anyway, back to the human body. Yeah. So, hey, man, the human body's weird. It's it's hard not to get off on a tangent and be like this one time. But, yeah. Uh, so, so, moving on to the plant itself. So, we've talked about the human body and the way that it's set up to interact with cannabis. Uh, we're going to talk about the plant so and, and and forgive me guys like I'm not I'm not a botanist I'm not I'm not someone who specializes in this stuff but I do have I have like the bud tender level certification so like I I apologize if it doesn't come off as clear as I want it to I suppose is what I'm saying so if anyone has questions please do feel free to write in uh, and I would be totally willing to come back and like retool episodes and make them more informative if anything is unclear so. Okay, uh, so ca- cannabinoids are compounds in cannabis, uh, for example, THC and CBD, uh, but those are not the only two. There's also things like CBN, CBG, like there's a bunch of different compounds. Uh, and actually, at the end of this, I'll go grab one of my like bottles and like take a look and just look at the cannabinoids and stuff. Probably take a picture, like put it online and just show you guys what that looks like. But uh, anyway, so those co- compounds, uh, THC and CBD are the ones that are most understood, which is why they're talked about a lot. The other compounds can also be very important in certain illnesses. Um, so it is kind of important to know which ones are in the weed you're using if it's for uh, medical purposes. Terpenes, on the other hand, are they're the resin that is produced by trichomes on the plant, which I know is just like a, a sentence that means nothing to most people. Uh, so let's break it down. The um, so the plant has these little uh, it has these little things called trichomes, which you can look them up on the internet. The pictures I think are honestly gross, but it's because I I have a really hard time with like basically like things with pores. Like I was gonna say, pores. is there, like something holy? <laughs> yeah, it's got like oh. Yeah, they're, they're like little, like, they're little tiny microscopic tendrils, and then, then there's resin in them, so it's like, it's like a zit, honestly. Um, what are they called? Uh, they're called trichomes, T-R-I-C-H-O-M-E-S. 
I'm just going to look it up. Yeah. Rosie literally cannot make mac and cheese because of the mac. <laughs> well, not with elbow noodles. I make it with like rotini and stuff. Like not. You make it with shells? <laughs> or shells. Good. Shells are fine for some reason, but just like for the perfectly, oh, yeah. like this perfectly circular small holes, I have a very hard time with. That's definitely find- a spore. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's a spore. Like it's not, it's not like a porous surface. It's a, yeah, it's a spore that's like popped up. Yeah. They look like little feely guys yeah yeah they look at or like oh they might look like those like m- little monsters you'll, you'll see like i guess i don't know exactly where but like a monster that has like little antennas with eyes yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what it looks like but yeah anyway so they're these tiny oh, microscopic I... things like if you look <laughs> if you look on the actual uh like marijuana bud like you'll see like this little hairy looking stuff like that's what it is um and it'll usually be sticky um should be to be quite honest, if it gets dried out, uh, that's bad for a reason. That's not just something people say. Like, you want it to be sticky because that means it has the resin. And basically, the compounds in marijuana that are beneficial to you are found in super, super highly concentrated amounts in terpenes. Um, so terpenes are very powerful in terms of medicine. And you want something with high terpene content in a specific way or another, depending on what illness you have, um, which is something that's like very hard to wrap your mind around at first. But then once you kind of, once you kind of get into using it and looking at the labels and really reading things and comparing things, you get a really good idea of like, oh, okay. So like, you know, this one that made me shiver a bunch has a whole lot of terpenaline. So maybe I shouldn't try it. You know, like there's, there's things you can figure out. Um, so there's a little bit of troubleshooting. Um, so um, it is important to take into account when you're choosing which strain to use uh, what is in it. Um, so like, uh, yeah, others might be good for pain. Um, actually chronic pain is probably, no, not probably chronic pain is the number one reason for marijuana use, uh, medical marijuana use in the United States. Um, and usually that's chronic pain related to some sort of disease, whether that's cancer, HIV, IBS in some States, you know, like different things like that. Like there's pain, uh, from all kinds of, uh, diseases that can be treated with cannabis. Um, yeah, just like pharmaceutical drugs, you really have to figure out what your body can handle, what's good for your body, what isn't good for your body. Much the same way as starting antidepressants. Uh, there's a lot of figuring it out. Um, so if anyone tells you that <laughs> that marijuana is too unpredictable to be medicine, they they clearly have never tried to start Zoloft or Wellbutrin or Lexapro or any of those kinds of pills. (laughs) So, um, so anyway, just putting that out there. So, uh, so I think that most people listening will probably have a generally decent idea about THC and CBD. CBD is having a huge moment right now. Um, it's, it's everywhere. I, I honestly don't, I don't know how much credit I want to give CBD, like the kind you can get at the grocery store, like (laughs) for healing. I think a lot of that might be placebo effect, Um, but CBD is really good for you. Um, And it can be, it can be very beneficial even by itself. It is shown pretty consistently to be more effective uh, when combined with THC. So that's just something to consider um, for anyone who's, uh, yeah, for, for anyone who maybe has tried CBD and it hasn't worked for them, that's kind of what I found is that CBD doesn't tend to do much alone. But when I use CBD and THC together, then that actually does work. So anyway, but so those are the two. THC is psychoactive, um, which gets you high. CBD does not. Um, they are very good together. CBD counteracts a lot of the negative effects that can happen from marijuana. Um, like it will make you less paranoid. Um, that kind of stuff like make you less stressed out. So that'll be really good for people who are first time users, etc. So for example, if you're a first time medical marijuana user, and you're really nervous about it, I would recommend getting a, a cartridge that has like whatever you need, you know, medically wise, and then getting a cartridge of CBD alongside and then just one from the one to the other, because it just helps you stay that much more calm. Uh, so on to terpenes. So I wish I like, this is one of the times where I wish I could like let everyone see me and have like a whiteboard next to me and writing up notes. 
But uh, we're going to go over just like the basic terpenes that you most often find in at least the medical marijuana that I usually get. Basically, these ones are the ones I settled on because like there are a lot of terpenes. They're not only found in marijuana. They're found in a bunch of other plants um, around the world. Like they're in hops, which is like what you make beer out of. Uh, so there's a lot of terpenes. Uh, so what I ended up doing was just going to like my bottle where I had some bud in there and like looked at the outside and then all of those, I'm going to tell you about them and where else they're present in nature. Uh, so <clears throat> carophylline is, is a really, really common one to find in medical marijuana. And I think that they probably like breeders I'm assuming are probably uh, trying to, have more of that in their strains as much as possible because it's anti-inflammatory. It's great for pain. Um, so that you're going to find a lot of that in strains that are really good for sleep, especially will have a lot of that because like pain relief and sleep tend to go hand in hand. Um, this, uh, this terpene is also pleasant in black pepper, basil, oregano, and cloves. So fun oh. fact. Uh, so I'm just going to do like little soundbite for each one. I don't want to go super in depth. Uh, then there's uh, myrcene, which I actually really like a lot. Um, it's calming. It's great for relaxation. Um, and you'll find that also in thyme, mango, and lemongrass. Then you have pinene, which is anti-inflammatory, uh, a bronchiodilator. I think, I hope I said that right. Bronchiodilator, uh, which means it opens up your lung, helps open the up airways. Excuse me. It doesn't open up your lungs. It helps open up airways. <laughs> yeah, it opens up airways. Um, it, it's anti-anxiety and pain relief. Um, so like that. So that's one actually that might be able to like help you be able to like meditate and take deep breaths if you're having a difficult situation. Maybe um, pining. I actually find. I, I find that uh, strains that are high in pining that I get tend to be sativas. And for me, it's really good for focus, honestly. Like, that's the biggest thing that I can say is that it's, yes, yeah, that's the thing I thought you'd find interesting. Yeah, is that I, uh, like, for a while, I just used Indicas because I was like, well, I mean, I'm trying to, like, have a higher mood. I, I have anxiety. So, like, I heard that, like, sativas were, like, you know, on the more up end of things. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. But then I was like, wait, this is, this is silly. No, no, maybe I do want that. And so I started, like... <laughs> like kind of branching out into some sativas, which were like um, a more of a daytime weed, I would suppose. And uh, and they are really good for focus sometimes. And yeah, ones that are high in pinene tend to be really good for that for me. Uh, and pinene is also in conifer trees, as one might guess. Uh, pine needles, orange peels, and rosemary. Oh, so, yeah, I it's think quite appropriate. One of the most favorite snaps I ever got from you that I took a screenshot of was you just looking at the camera and it said, I ate nettable. And then I tried doing knitting and I got motion sickness and had to stop. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Well, and that's, and that's, Oh my God. Wait, guilty. The dude's guilty on all charges. Ooh. Breaking news. Bitch. This just in Derek Chauvin is guilty on all charges. Yes. Me. Oh, so of course, by the time this comes out, everyone will know that. But yay! Right now, <laughs> it's very exciting right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! That is oh awesome. Oh man, Black Lives Matter. I don't care who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Lives Matter, and that is that matters. Oh, I'm so glad. Wow. Glad. Wow, wow, wow. Sorry, I had to interrupt because Griffin texted me mm -hmm. about it. No, that's fine. That's good. Woo. Girl, well, if any if anyone in the future is unaware of the George Floyd case, if you're listening, this is probably not too far in the future, I would think. Uh, but if you are unaware of the George Floyd case, it is basically it was the jumping off point for the Black Lives Matter protest in 2020 um, after a police officer murdered a man who was suspected of was it writing a bad check or using a counterfeit twenty dollar bill? He was he I was accused. Was yeah, okay, yeah. So he was accused of using a counterfeit twenty dollar bill in it was a very minor crime and Officer Derek Chauvin 
has now been found guilty. Um, and basically what he did was he murdered George Floyd by kneeling on his neck for eight minutes or eight minutes and 46 seconds. So, yeah. And a lot of people wanted to blame it on the fact that he had asthma and like a bunch of other stuff that actually does not matter whenever you're kneeling on someone's neck. I do want to say just real quick before we get back to weed, it, I think it looked like a jumping off point to people who are white or not you know, black people, but I think this was actually a boiling point that it finally hit. Oh, I, uh, I think it was a boiling the point. The pressure in, point. Like, it, it wasn't the beginning of Black Lives Matter, definitely, but I think it, it right. was a jumping off point for the protests of 2020, is what yeah, I was saying. It, it, it definitely, things kicked into action. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. In a there, very yeah. different way. Yeah, there was much yeah. more that contributed to it. Definitely, it was it was yeah. not just this one person. Yes, you you are correct. Sorry, yeah. I, I just was Black like, well, matter. but that was the timing. And then I was like, wait, it's not all about timing. It's also about all the other things that happened. Like, yeah, no, okay, <laughs> yes. So, Woo! so if anyone is listening to this and did not know that, um, I I apologize for listening to for <laughs> for, for having you have to listen to that in the middle of this podcast about weed. But it is something that's very important, and we need to not forget that kind of stuff. And Black Lives Matter. So, moving oh on. my God, I'm so mad. My dynamics of racism and oppression class ended last night. Fuck, <sighs> fuck. I might have to email somebody from class and be like, ah, "Do you guys do this?" <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, moving on uh, or moving back to terpenes. Uh, limonene is the next one, uh, which is <laughs> it has a lemony scent. Which is why it's named that. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's it's it's. There's some of the nicer smelling weeds are some of the ones that have more limonene in them. Uh, Anti anxiety and stress relief. So that's good for. Uh, so that's one that I tend to really like. Uh, it is also present in lemon rind, orange rind, and juniper. Then there's linalool, which is a fun name to say, and it's also relaxing and has calming effects. Uh, it is also present in lavender. In Our birch favorite. Bark. Yeah. Yeah, my husband has lavender lotion in his car. Makes me really happy. I told him today, I was like, makes me really happy that you like lavender too. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we have in the house is either lavender or pine. All right. Yeah. Um, so the next one, I apologize because I don't know if I'm going to, I'm probably going to mispronounce this. Um, if it was someone's name, I would have looked it up, but it's just, it's the name of a terpene. Um, uh, Bisabolo. Bless you. Bisabolo? Bisabolo. It's, it's very, yeah, like it's it's like four syllables and there's a lot of, I don't know. It, it's anyway, but, but it's really, it has some calming effects. It reduces skin inflammation. So it's probably found in those lotions generally. Um, one of the ones you'd want to target. Uh, it's also pre present in chamomile or chamomile, depending on where you're from. Uh, then there's humulene, which is anti-inflammatory and da -da -da, anti-tumor. So when we were talking about uh, anti-tumor activity of marijuana, that's one of the terpenes where that's coming from. Um, not the only one, I don't think. Yeah, it's also in hops. So go have a beer and don't get cancer. I, <laughs> it's a terrible thing right to say. There. I cut that out. Go have a beer and don't get cancer. <laughs> I, I think anti-tumor activity though is a band name for sure anti-tumor anti activity is like a straight edge band yeah. or no, well, no maybe I don't know maybe a grunge so there's band that. I'm going to add it to my band. list yeah. <laughs> uh, and so okay and then this last one that I have written down here is terpinaline uh, it's good for elevating the mood it's also in lilacs, nutmeg and cumin this is also one that uh, just for anyone out there who is using any kind of cannabis and has anxiety, I would definitely look on your labels if you're getting it legally. If you're getting it illegally, I don't know what to tell you. Um, if you know the strain, you can look it up. Um, there's a lot of sites that have that. But uh, but if you have gotten your marijuana from a dispensary or from a store in a place where it's legal, I would definitely try to look at that terpene breakdown. You can always look up the strain online. You can, a lot of the time, at least on the medical ones, you can look on the side and see this. If it's high in terpinaline, it might make you not feel great <laughs> if you have anxiety. Uh, that's what happens to me. Like sometimes I, I can handle it to a certain degree, but if it gets too high in there, I will actually be like shivering and shaking um, in a way where I normally wouldn't be at that temperature. And so I'll have to like pile blankets on me. Um, <laughs> I accidentally 
at Mariner's Ball, I think that some of the the marijuana sugar that I had like had had some terpenaline and I got really cold for a while and it was really Oh, in 2019? Yeah. I do so. remember that. You were walking around with a coat. <laughs> I was, yeah. I had to put a coat on and yeah, I Yeah, but it was also raining and pretty chilly, so like it Yeah, no, okay. I, I definitely got away with it, but I was like, ooh, this is not all from the cold. It's <laughs> like this is gonna And and also just terpinaline, it can just exacerbate anxiety. So so if you were someone with anxiety, uh whether you're using medical marijuana or not, I would just really encourage you to make sure you know what's in the strain that you're using. And um and don't worry, I will recommend some books and other resources at the end of this so we can so you can do more research and you don't have to base it just on this. Uh so at the end here, I want to talk about, not the end, at the end of this part, I want to talk about the entourage effects um, just very quickly, um, which is basically it's the idea that we've seen in a lot of cannabis research, um, which granted, yeah, there isn't enough research. There should be more, but we can't get more until we legalize it um, or can't get that much more until we legalize it. So <laughs> let's make it easier to do the research. But in the research, um, it does does tend to show that CBD and THC complement each other uh, because CBD can counteract some of the negative effects of THC um, and because THC in turn can elevate the effects of uh, CBD. So they do work a little bit better together generally. So it's just something to think about if you're someone who's using CBD and you've had people tell you, hey, maybe try medical marijuana. Um, like I know people who've had migraines um, and have been told by like literally everyone in their life, try CBD and they're just like sick of hearing it because it never worked for those people. I'm not a doctor. Okay. But I would say like, maybe try something with THC and CBD. You can always get like a low THC. So it's not going to get you high. And then you can get something with a high CBD and just see how that works. Cause it might work better. But again, it's very, very much trial and error. Okay. So as with most medicines and things that you do for your health, like your first doctor that you tried in your whole life probably isn't the doctor you have now. You have to keep shopping around for the right doctor, therapist, psychiatrist, personal trainer, whatever you have going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to figure out what's, what's better for you. And I think that, I don't know. People seem to be able to comprehend the idea of just like a single pharmaceutical drug not working for someone, but they can't realize that like a different strain of a plant can have a different effect right? and like not work for everyone. But anyway, it's, it's trial and error guys. It's, you got to just figure it out. But once you figure it out, it can be very helpful or not depending on who you are with that caveat. Um, just stop being so close minded. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just frustrating because there's, there's a lot of reasons that <laughs> maybe not a lot of reasons. There's like some major reasons why marijuana is illegal and none of it has to do with it being really dangerous right. as a, as a plant itself. You know, I'm not talking about like, pe- like people trafficking it, I'm talking about just as a plant itself, generally not dangerous, certainly not as alcohol. addictive as alcohol. Yeah. is way more dangerous and we have whole cultures built around alcohol mm-hmm. and, and it's not- and it's totally fine to talk about like brewing your own beer and all of that but you can't right. talk about growing your own weed <laughs> or you're just then you're like- a criminal okay so at the end of this i did want to talk a little bit about just what the what my experience of going into uh, of like beginning to use medical marijuana was just to kind of demystify a little bit and kind of instruct people if they're interested um granted it varies state by state so it's really it's really difficult to say like this is how it works because honestly it's not the same from one state to another and we talked a little bit about that in our last episode but uh so in the state that i am in right now um pennsylvania we have laws that allow for medical marijuana for certain conditions. And there's a list and I fit one of those conditions. Uh, it's not as many conditions as there are in other States, uh, but it's more than some. So, Hey, <laughs> but uh, I had to, so first I had my anxiety diagnosis. Um, I didn't go to like get my diagnosis so I could get marijuana. I got my diagnosis so I could get help. Uh, and so I did and I, I got my diagnosis. I was already on um, Zoloft um, at that time. And I actually, I was talking to to a coworker who was talking about how 
much it had helped him. And so we were just kind of like chatting away about stuff. And uh, actually, so before I, before I got my medical card, before I decided to pursue it, I had a coworker, technically a subordinate, although I never really treated him like that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> come up to me and be like, uh, hey, so uh, <laughs> let's let's have a conversation about weed, basically. Like, you know, he didn't say that, but he like came over and started kind of like feeling out the situation and like asked me where I was from. And I was like, oh, I'm originally from Washington. And like, and he's like, oh, that's so weed's legal there. And so then we just like started talking about weed. Um, and just for everyone's like edification, this this is the like kind of a normal conversation in a kitchen like it's not like he approached it in kind of like a, a little bit of a, a sneaky way but it wasn't like yeah a lot of cooks do a lot of drugs anyway moving on so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. any book by anthony bourdain <laughs> yeah. yeah so so th- so this guy who, pro- who probably would have been a uh i believe he might be about the same age. He might be older than Anthony Bourdain would be at this point. Um, but but yeah, no, he. Uh, so he's he's asking me, and he's like, "Hey, so uh, so so have you ever tried to uh, infuse weed sugar?" And I was like, "No, what's that?" So he talks about it. he's talking about how he like infuses the uh, he you infuse uh, a basically Everclear with uh, with marijuana, and then you bake that at a super low temp until all of the alcohol evaporates. And then you just create this infused sugar. And so he was like, he was like, Hey, here, why don't you try this? Just let me know if you want some. And this is the price I usually yeah. charge and all that kind of stuff. And basically just like, like He's a little drug dealer. That sounds like a, uh, uh, like a, the marketing scheme that every girl from high school is doing. Here's just a little sample. And then you can tell me what you want later. <laughs> <laughs> but this is actually beneficial (laughs) yeah and and the thing was like he he wasn't gouging at all it was basically something where like like i honestly think it was like he was he 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 told me he was trying to like basically create the perfect blend um and i assume what he meant by that is like perfect blend for him you know like that you figure out what you what you like and you come up with that kind of thing um and so like he would yeah he asked my opinion on stuff and whatever and like it it so yeah, it, it was like illegal but super chill. Uh, and anyway, so so I so I tried some of that first. I didn't just kind of like jump in before, like because I hadn't used weed in years because I'd been drug tested for a long time on tall ships, and so I just was like, I don't really remember if it's something that was that great. I don't know because a lot of the time in college, if you're smoking weed, sometimes you're drinking as well. So you're just like, I don't know. Um, but I decided that like I want to try the weed sugar and I tried it and I was like, Oh, Oh, this is relaxing. Oh, I can get good sleep. Oh, that sounds great. You know? And I'm just like, it's funny. I, what I have, like the reason that I can get the medical marijuana is because of anxiety, but generally the things I'm treating, they may be linked to anxiety. I'm sure insomnia probably is, but it's like, I'm treating different things, (laughs) but I'm like, well, I fit in this loophole. So that works for me. So I, so then I applied to uh, get my medical marijuana card, which involved a few steps. And I did go through a specific doctor's office in town because they, they'll they help you out with those steps. And I just kind of didn't want to go through the hassle. And also my uh, PCP did not prescribe medical marijuana and very few PCPs uh, who are accepting patients in my area were. So Basically, I just had to go to a, a place where they only do that. Um, but my anxiety diagnosis did come from an actual site. It's like a therapist. And then it came from a psychiatrist. So um, so I had that brought it to them. And then they sort of assess me, push that through. They make sure that you are going to be okay with it because some people should not smoke marijuana. Um, they kind of like have a chill conversation with you. And they're like, so have you used marijuana before? Like, And this is what I'm saying. This is the prescribing doctor. And this is where I went. This isn't everyone. Um, but anyways, my experience is you go in. Um, you, you end up paying a large amount because it happens a lot quicker this way. And so basically you're paying for convenience. Um, you go in there, talk to a super chill doctor who's like, all right, so have you used this before? Okay. So what happened? Like, okay, that's good. All right. So, so what forms have you used? You know, what do you plan on? Like, just kind of like a very calm conversation about like, what do you plan on doing? How's it going to work? What have you done before? Like, do you have a good handle on 
why you're doing this and all that. So you do that and then they're like, yep, sure, okay. <laughs> Side off, then they, they push your paperwork through and then you get your medical marijuana card after you've paid for it. Uh, because you do have to pay for it and it differs from state to state. Like in Washington, it's $1, in Pennsylvania, it's 50. Yay. Uh, Yay. <laughs> so, uh, of course, in Washington, it's legal, so you don't have to get a card. But yeah, so um, so that was my experience getting the card. Um, and then my experience actually walking into it was, um, so so I don't know about anyone else, but when I started actually um, using cannabis, um, I, I did use some uh, recreationally in Washington before I got my, my card out here and going into the recreational places is interesting because they're not all the same and they're not set up quite like, they're not set up like bars or anything like that, or like liquor stores. Um, they're kind of like boutiques. <laughs> like it's kind of cute. You know, like you go in there, like, like that's what I've noticed. They're either clinical or boutique -y is what I've seen in like the legal states. If you go to like Seattle, you might find something that's more of like a boutique and like looks really cool because they have lots of different stores around so they can diversify and like, you know, sell kind of art <laughs> in the form of paraphernalia. That's kind of a cool thing that I thought was nice because once it becomes legal, you can start being more creative with it instead of just focusing on getting to do it in the first place. Sorry, go on. I'm terrified of Griffin and I visiting the Pacific Northwest or the PNW because I know we'll never come back. <laughs> like I could just like feel that we would go there and it would be like, oh no, we have to live here now. <laughs> I I got to take Chris on a hiking trip out there because it's it's really uh, some of the best hiking that yeah, I I, I miss it so much. Um, okay, so so we talked about the recreational going to a recreational place uh how it works in pa just for anyone's edification who would like that um you have to get a medical certification no one like you can't go into the dispensary unless you are a certified uh medical marijuana patient or a caregiver um so like <laughs> yeah <laughs> if we stop by somewhere chris has to stay in the car he can't come in and even see the place like they yeah. are very very serious about that i i've sat in that park that's true lot. Many times. You've done that. <laughs> there's, so there's this like airlock basically where you have to like, you have to show that you have an ID to come in. Um, they let you in the door and then you have to get your ID scanned and then you can go in the other door. Um, and so they're both like locked until someone unlocks them. Secret lab. Secret yeah. lab. Of weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very interesting. And then, yeah. And then once you get in there, they, they actually started doing appointments, which I'm super happy about because they did that in during COVID because they were only doing pickup for a while. And then I think they realized that it works out really well to offer pickup because then people aren't just like waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, so I usually always have a pickup like thing ready to go. And I'm like, yep, just go get that and I'll pay for it. And we'll be completely out of here because I've done all my research online because um, <laughs> I'm the person who looks at the menu before I get there, uh -huh. uh, even at restaurants. So... Uh -huh. Yeah. So, so what I like, I go in there and like on your first visit, they either some places will like just have you sit down with, with a, a pharmacist to talk about it. Um, and basically to like instruct you on how to sort of choose and how it like to guide you as to like what you're looking for. And so they would tell you about things like terpenes and cannabinoids and stuff as well. I decided to forego that just because uh, the guy wasn't there that day. And I was like, I, I've done a lot of research, so I think I'm good. So I, so I don't think it's required because by that time you've already gotten the card. So you've already been, um, you've already been assessed by at least one doctor, if not more, like I was assessed by like three in my whole process. <laughs> so, um, so I went in there, so you go in there and then you look at their, um, you, if you haven't put in your order, you look at their menus and stuff and they have all that information and they have really nice people to talk to you. They're genuine, uh, generally places that are like really well lit and they're trying to remind everyone like this isn't like this is a completely legit establishment like there yeah. are cameras filming you <laughs> like don't do anything sketchy this is not the street <laughs> like we're we're all here to get medicine so we're all gonna act like that uh and so generally the um there's like the two dispensaries i've been to in town which are, are both they're both rise dispensaries which is the brand that has them has a lot of prominence in pennsylvania uh because we don't have that much medical marijuana both the locations in erie have been really professional um and honestly when covid was starting to be like the restrictions were getting really severe and stuff and places were having to crack down on 
guidelines and just making sure that people were staying safe. I honestly felt like people were the most respectful of those rules at the dispensaries that I went to or the dispensary that I went to because there was only one at that time, um, that they were way better there than they were at even some doctor's offices or grocery stores and stuff like that. Like it was like, they were trying so hard because I can just imagine people being like, that's not essential. Shut it down. You know? So I think it, what it was is that we were all just like, no, no, nobody fuck it up. <laughs> but anyway, everyone be cool. yeah, everybody just be cool and we'll all get our drugs and get out. Of <laughs> <laughs> so alternate title for this episode. So anyway, um, basically what I'm trying to put out there by describing all of this to you guys is, is to say if you're, freaked out by it or if you're intimidated because you don't know anything about like the world of cannabis but you think it might be a good match for you medically or you just want to try it and you're in a recreational state um it is really really not intimidating if you just go in there with the understanding that the people who are there are generally like they're generally like the best of a lot of applicants because these jobs are honestly really sought after i've i've applied to several gigs like it's a thing like like you really need to you know to know your stuff to get in there these people are generally really excited to talk about stuff with you so if you have any questions you can ask it's not like if you go into like you know abercrombie and fitch and they're like let me know if you need help like it's not that it's these are people who genuinely really love the product they're selling generally like a lot of them especially if it's in a medical marijuana place they already have their cards, so they're using it for something. Uh, so, so I would definitely recommend talk to people, even if you're an introvert, because it can really, really help uh, <laughs> in order for you to get all the information you need. And also, like if they're if they're substituting a product, if there is something that you were looking for that's not there, um, it's really good to have a good rapport because then they could be like, oh wait, if you have like anxiety. I'm going to give you a different sub, uh, like substitute because I don't want to give you terpenaline or whatever, you know, like, so having a good rapport with your bud tender as they're called is really good. And also tipping is totally allowed at uh, recreational places and at medical marijuana dispensaries. Wow. So just keep that in mind. If they don't have tip jars out, it still might be okay, but a lot of them will have just like discreet places where you can tip. And I would highly recommend it because as I said, these people generally will have a lot of information and will definitely give you all of it if you just ask so it's like having a very informed <laughs> medically certified bartender <laughs> to give you the right cocktail for your it's, oh oh this is perfect actually in it's like this is a, a random thing, but uh, so you know in Brooklyn Nine Nine when there's like the the quote unquote really cool detective that like ha uh, likes Amy and Jake wants to be his best friend and like yeah. whatever, but they, yeah, they yeah. go to that cool bar and then they're they're like trying to order and he's like no no you don't order like he he makes you a drink based on like your you as a right. person or whatever yeah. and he gives him a, a shot of whiskey with an orange soda chaser <laughs> it, it's like that it's like it's like okay tell me who you are as a human being and i'll set you up with some oh my god or it's like getting your palm read <laughs> but with legitimate facts <laughs> going to a psychic that's going to give you actual medicine <laughs> well like or it's like going to uh like like going to a doctor and being like are there vitamins i should be taking and they're like yeah you can take this and this and this you know like uh -huh. so not necessarily advice from, from a doctor but like a bud tender can tell you like hey yeah if you have anxiety this might be really good for it or this might be or whatever we could go on these metaphors forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a lot of metaphors but yeah so yeah don't be afraid to pursue this stuff if you're in a state that has recreational marijuana and you're at all curious like it's a store you can go in and just look like it's totally fine <laughs> just uh do be advised they generally all function with cash so you're gonna have to get out cash if you want to buy anything but um but yeah just go check it out if you have the ability to check it out and you're interested and don't be afraid to use it and also don't believe like the moralizing that goes on around it because it's based on a history of racism and other bad stuff that we'll get into in later episodes. But with like that, I'm about wrapped up. Just like astrology, it's not real. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Yep. Woo! In the BMI. Yep. <laughs> okay. So yeah. 
All right. So, so that's about what I've got. Um, I do want to shout out a couple. I was going to shout out some books, but they're all downstairs. So I'm going to do it next episode because it's, this is a continuing thing. So, uh, so I'll do that next episode. Um, I will say if you want some online resources in the meantime, uh, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, there's places like, uh, like leafly.com has a really good if you go on there and just like type in a specific terpene you can get like articles and information just about that specific terpene and what that helps with you can get information about just like the strains you know so if because because it can be really weird looking at a list and being like uh do i want dosi dose or wedding cake is this girl scout cookies what the fuck's going on <laughs> although girl scout cookies is another brand um or another strain of wheat so. oh boy but like it, it's you look at it and you're like this doesn't mean anything to me like i don't like i don't know what you know island lime haze means as far as marijuana you know so it's nice to to kind of look at a website that will tell you okay so like this strain has like x y and z in it it can help you with this most people report feeling these ways etc um so there's there's a few of these websites out there i would highly recommend everyone go check that out uh, and yeah. Can I tell you about how uh, my brain just worked whenever you said Island Lime Hayes? I was like, did they name it after somebody whose last name was also Hayes? Like H-A-Y-E-S. And it <laughs> took me like a long time for to realize it's H-A-Z-E. And I was like, okay. All right. That yeah. happened. <laughs> that makes more sense. Well, well, I mean, there's, there, there is a strain that's named Jack Herrer. Like it's a name. So like there, there's right. strains named all kinds of things. So like there's, yeah, there's lots of stuff. Uh, like, like one of my favorites that I'm going to make some, some weed sugar out of is Gorilla Glue number four. Like what the fuck does that mean? You know? So I would just, I would recommend everyone <laughs> don't just like pick and choose at random <laughs> if you're, if you're going to get weed because it is expensive. Like even if you're in a recreational state, um, but really to get the best benefit out of it and the most bang for your buck, do the research, figure out like what strain you're getting, like what terpenes are in it, figure out what is the kind that you want, and then you can find that and it'll help. Um, so yeah, that's, that's just my kind of my two cents as someone who has some experience in this category. Uh, and that's it. I, I, I do have other shout outs, but I think I'll probably save them later. Um, I also have a story about running from cops when no one was chasing me, but I think I'm going to leave that for the next episode <laughs> to have like a tagline. It's one of the uh -huh. only like truly negative things that's ever happened to me when I was on weed, but actually it turned out to be fine. So anyway, <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about that next episode. And that's, that's basically what I got. If you are interested in getting in touch with us, uh, please do. Don't. If there's... <laughs> If you want to get in touch with me, you can. <laughs> I was looking for reverse so psychology. Can... On our listeners, don't contact us. Don't sign up for our Patreon. Don't listen, and then they will. Don't do it. Don't do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. No. Let's try. Let's try that this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, please don't email us at vkoepod. <laughs> At gmail.com. Leave us alone. Just don't do we it. Have just leave podcast. us alone, guys. Come on. Just, just seriously. I can't. Just, just so please, do, please don't communicate with us on Instagram at all. Um, and you probably don't even want to know this, but our handle is vkoe underscore podcast. Um, <laughs> don't. Or wait, is it just pod? I can't remember. It's either pod or podcast. That's how much I don't care if you follow us. Um, <laughs> and I mean, like, like if you, I just seriously do not go to our patreon page <laughs> like just don't do don't, it if you're listening just on spotify well, one of the levels is literally as low as three dollars so just it's not even worth looking at oh my god okay now we're getting little <laughs> that's good <laughs> okay good I'm, listen, I'm glad i've done enough reverse psychology for you if you listen on spotify you can share it to your instagram story so people know what podcast you're listening to i'm not saying that you should do that i'm just telling you that's an option you have but you can do that with all the podcasts that you like. So, yeah. Anyway, so uh, so that's uh, that's what we got. And I'm really trying to be a trophy wife and not have to work anymore. So this is what I'm getting at. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
<laughs> which which means the... that basically you're you you the listener are our collective husband um who are gonna allow us to be a trophy wife is that what that means i think we should probably stop recording okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> yes happy 420 and uh i hope this has been uh, a little bit informative at least a jumping off point for maybe learning some more stuff uh, and if you want to learn more, I'm going to be recommending some books in our next podcast episode. So stay tuned for that. And I am Rosie and facts matter. I'm Hope and Black Lives Matter. And stop oh, catcalling yes. women when they're just existing down the street. Thanks. Yes. <laughs>